Old habits die hard. That's another quirky mortal saying that they use a ton. I always thought it was sort of stupid, because habits aren't alive in the first place, so they didn't die. I also thought that, uh, yeah. No. You can control yourself, so if habits die, they die as easy as you want them to. So, obviously it didn't apply to me. I was a god. Maybe I just made mortals really weak-willed or something. Of course, that's what I used to think. Then the whole alcoholism thing happened. Surprisingly, at first, I wasn't an alcoholic. Some of the other gods liked to party hard, as some might say, which involved copious amounts of alcohol in a short period of time. I stuck to water. The one time they had convinced me to drink, it ended badly, and that had been originally enough to keep me away from anything that had fucked with my perception. When I hit the rough patch of accepting my death though, you know, after shock and denial, I was pretty ready to try anything to get my mind off of it again. So came the discovery of bars, and with that, bar hopping. And with that, well, other things. Even then, I wasn't entirely convinced that it would be a habit, or that it would be hard to kill. I'd assumed I'd be able to just drop it whenever, because, again, I was a strong-willed person who could control what I wanted to do. I was really great at convincing myself about things that weren't true. Then, stupid Gerald had to go and ruin that. He'd be giving me these talks ever since we'd become friends, back when I started working at Chi. Kept going on and on about how old habits died hard, just like mortals said, and I really just wanted him to shut up for the longest time. Actually, correction, that didn't stop. He still needed to shut up, but all it took was one bad night in the bar being closed to get me to think over what he was saying and I hated that he was right. I was actually in bad shape, and nothing I was doing was helping anyone, including myself. Something had to change, unfortunately. So hey, I'm Noah, and you know what? Not getting drunk is harder than I thought. Go away, I'm busy. It's me. I know. I have eyes. Go away. I bought you food, but I suppose I can eat it all by myself then. I guess you don't want a bagel? Fine, fine. Sit down. Of course it's the food that convinces you. Are you doing paperwork? I was before you came in. Now I'm distracted. It's your fault. Hand me a bagel. When did you ever do paperwork? You know, I was surprised when Ellis told me you were in at 7 in the morning, but when I found out he was correct, I just assumed you were avoiding people. Bagel. Now. Thank you. Anyway, look. 
What you said really drove a home run into my heart or some sentimental bull like that. I'm feeling bad, etc., etc., and I'm compiling a list of connections and things found. Long story short, we had nothing really to go off of to connect the two cases, and the only connection we had with the second was to Iris, Ellis, and my team, so I decided why the fuck not, you know? You just called them my team. Are you drunk? I wish. No, I'm just working. You're working. That's what I said, isn't it? I'm working. I'm doing work. I'm sitting here. In my office. Doing my job. My words shouldn't have compelled you this much. I've said things like that to you before and they've never ended up working for long. The bar was closed, alright? What? The bar was closed. And I didn't have any drinks at home. And I didn't feel like going shopping. Unfortunately, that meant I actually had to think over what you said. And? Are you really making me explain all of this to you? I want to hear you say I'm right. I'm not saying that you were right. Actually, that's exactly what you were saying. No, it wasn't. I just had the time to think on it I'm and- I'm right. Stop interrupting me. I'll stop when you say it. Never. Not in a million years. We both know that I'm right. 100% right. I think you already know that you need to get your shit together, don't you? My shit is together. Haha, <laughs> very funny. That was a good joke. Oh, fuck off. No, I'm enjoying this. So let me get this straight. I told you yesterday that you should open up a little. You went to go get a drink and ignore it, but the bar was closed, so that compelled you to try. It's a lot deeper than that. It doesn't need to be. Really, whatever gets you to pull yourself out of your hole is fine. I'd rather you do this and actually succeed in getting a drink and starting this all over again. Can we stop talking about this? We can. Does this mean you'll finally come to social gatherings? You just said we could stop talking about this. We can, but will we? Don't give me a grammar lesson. I was alive when grammar was invented. So was I. I was alive first. So? So, I'm your elder. And? Respect me! I think we've been there with this one before. Why are all you reapers like this? Oh, it's our charm. You even have your phone on you now? I feel like a proud parent. You're a menace, actually. Shut up a minute. Fine. I actually got a text as well, so I'll spare you a few minutes of silence. I need to go. I'll come with. Yeah. Okay, look. I get it. Haha, ha, wow, look at Noah. He's finally trying. I want to watch him fuck it up. But right now I actually have some place to be. I know. I also have to be there, Noah. That's just why I'm coming with you. You work at the morgue, Gerald. I'm glad you noticed that. You study bodies at the morgue. Generally, yes. I'm going to a crime scene. You don't do crime scenes. They can't move the body. The hell do you mean they can't move the body? I know as much as you on that one. All I know is that they can't move the body, and therefore they need to bring me to it instead. Well, I only got that there was a murder in a plant shop with my name literally on it. Again? To be fair, the last time the fucker called it in. 
Apparently this is actually written. Also, that was in a hardware store or whatever. No plants. Lovely. Someone must really hate you. Well, let's get going. No use waiting around here. For someone who supposedly liked me, Gerald really loved annoying the hell out of me. Not that I was all that shocked, but sometimes I wished he would settle down and stop heckling me for once in our lives. In the beginning, it was, Oh Noah, just because I'm a reaper and I can see the day you die doesn't mean that you should only be friends with me. Blah blah blah, I'm an old man who doesn't like to dress in anything but the type of floral paint you'd see on grandma's walls. Be healthy and social, stop drinking, let me ignore you for three hours because I'm too busy looking at a dead body. Then... Then we need to switch it up, when I actually start to listen to his advice, because gods forbid I do something different. Noah, you didn't drink? Noah, you're being friendly with people? Gosh, Noah, I can't see how hard you're trying, so I'll be mean and try to get you to tell me I'm right, even though I said I told you so already. Fuck you! Also, they can't deliver me my stupid dead body, so I get to follow you all day long. Suffer! Uh, but anyway, crime. The important part of all this. I didn't actually know much about what was going on. Sonny and Irene had been out interviewing the owner of the hardware store since we hadn't gotten the chance before, but apparently it just stumbled on a crime. Because that's something that happens, obviously. The only other information I had was that it was at a little flower shop, and that my name was involved directly. Wonderful. Because that's what everyone wants. This is all going to end in me getting actually shanked, probably by someone other than Cyril. Well, at least it looks nice, doesn't it? It's covered in caution tape and surrounded by police, Gerald. Okay, if you look past that... It's a crime scene. With a dead body. Oh, come on! Godling, I was wondering when you would get here. You're here? Great. That's fantastic. Oh, don't act too excited. You might hurt something. Miss Anders? Matchstick? Oh, very creative, aren't you? Okay, how did you find out about this before us? Just luck, I suppose. I don't seem to be the only person here on those terms, either. Some other man got here first, before your partners in... Uh, whatever you do, arrived. Very brawny fellow, has an IQ equivalent of that of spackling compound, maybe? <sighs> Brian. Brian. Yes, him. He announced himself, but I couldn't be bothered to care. He's rather plain and stupid. There are a few other people around, but they aren't all that important. Matchstick, how about you go inside and do your job, hmm? I need to talk to the godling. I'm vibrating with excitement. Okay, just get inside. I can handle her just fine. Don't nerd out over death. Call me if you need me. Unlikely, but thanks. I'll keep it in mind. Bye now. What do you want, witch? My, rather hostile. I don't want anything. You wouldn't send Gerald away if you didn't want something. Stop lying. To be frank, I don't trust him. And therefore, I do not feel as if I can speak of this case in his presence. Thus, here we are. Now, right down to business. There are actually several important people at this scene. 
you and I obviously are important, and we are indeed here, so we top that list. Then, there is that creature of a man in there who, while sluggish, somehow did arrive here first. After him, there are your partners, but I am gracious enough to lump them in with you. There's Matchstick, and that ends the list of people you already know are here. Okay. You said there was no one else important around. I fibbed, obviously. Oh, come now, godling, that can't be surprising. On to the point. The owners of this shop are supernaturals, a dryad and a servitor. After them, there is a boy, and I'm not quite sure who he is, but he seems rather young to be here. Young reaper or demon? Possibly. This would make a lovely first meal, if it weren't for the fact that the cause of death seems to be a cursed object. Shit, yeah, that sort of crosses out that possibility. Exactly. Now, moving on. There are two other gods on scene, and the reason I'm aware is because I've seen them before. The blind one and her sister. Osana and Callie, you mean? Yes, sure, them. Doesn't matter. Their names are of no relation to the point I'm attempting to get across. Of course you think that. Anyone else? The last one is important, I suppose, but I'm not sure why he's here. The others I can formulate a guess. However, as I know him personally, I think I wouldn't need to guess... Oh. Oh no. What? What are you unknowing about? Since there's no way to teleport you elsewhere right now, you'll see in a moment. Don't look behind you. People can't actually expect you to listen to them when they tell you not to look behind yourself. Like, that just gets the curiosity started. Maisie was a smart person, even if I didn't like her. She had to have known I was going to turn around as soon as she said that. She wasn't an idiot. To be honest, though, I wasn't sure if I regretted it or not. On one hand, it was Cyril, and that meant my attention was already instantly grabbed. The guy didn't really know how to do subtle, even if he wasn't wearing something like I'd seen in his apartment. The black trench coat and gold eyes made him stand out by a lot, but maybe that's exactly what he wanted. On the other hand, this implies that he was the person that Maisie was talking about, which meant that Maisie knew him personally, which meant that either they liked each other or they hated each other. I was hoping for the second, but by the way she was speaking, I was pretty sure it was the first. But I couldn't exactly be mad when he managed to look so damn happy. Even if we were outside a crime scene, and even if my name was involved in said crime scene, his grin wasn't a bad sight. Would I admit that out loud? No. Never. Even if I was working on the alcohol thing, that didn't mean I was ready for whatever roller coaster that was involved with being attached to one Cyril Haverford. I had a feeling that I wasn't getting inside the building anytime soon. I had a witch next to me who, weirdly enough, was actually being useful, and a demon walking towards me who was either going to be useful as well, or was going to be the opposite. It was a good thing I had time, it wasn't like they could move the body. Hey doll. There you are. I was wondering when you were going to get here. That seems to be the thought on everyone's mind today. I'm not surprised. You do seem to be quite the hot commodity. 
Oh, and don't think I didn't notice you, Maisie. Averford. I wasn't aware you two knew each other. Oh, we're very well acquainted. How could I not know the most adorable Chi agent? But I wasn't aware that you knew him. She really doesn't. We're good friends. We're what? I didn't realize. Yeah, I didn't realize either. Don't be so modest, Noah. We did click rather well after you interviewed me. You know, for the crime at my shop. And keep your hands to yourself, Cyril. I think you're making everyone here uncomfortable. I think we should leave that up to the person I'm touching, don't you? Uh... I wasn't aware you were in the business of stealing detectives, Maisie. I wasn't aware you were in the business of detectives in general, Cyril. Ooh, don't say things like that. I'm really not. This one is just my favorite. What's going on here? See? He's clueless. It's cute. If you say so. Oh, stop gawking, godling. Of course I know Cyril. I do supply him with some of the goods he distributes. Goods? Magic objects and things. I can't take care of every deal I have by hand. And so lovely Miss Anders helps me out. Grudgingly, at first, if I might add. You badgered me consistently for three months straight. What can I say? I'm the sort of man who knows what he wants, and that just so happened to be your caliber of magic. Flattery won't get everyone to where they want to be, but you do have a habit of using it to your advantage. I'm sorry, let's just hit pause on this a moment. What the hell? You two just looked ready to murder one another. He's still a rather large annoyance, to be quite fair, and he hadn't told me he was mingling with... Well, you. You really do know how to make a guy bashful. Don't take it personally. I just don't like you. Cheers to that. Play nice, Maisie. And doll, settle down a little. We're all friends here. I think I just explicitly stated that that is not true. You're working with him? Out of necessity. I'm right here. I am very well aware of that. I have a policy that states if I can't say it to your face, it's best not to say it at all. I'm entirely willing to say this to your face. I noticed. But as he said, you are working with me. I didn't say I hate you. I can tolerate you well enough. That's why I'm here. However, it doesn't explain why you are here. I can't just be here to be here? No. You always have something you want. Guilty. You know me so well. I'm here to help him out with a case. A deal's a deal. Oh, wonderful. You are exactly what we need here. I think I am. And even if I'm not, I'm here anyway. Like a cockroach, you never seem to leave or die. It's true. Perseverance and stubbornness aren't all that far from each other, honestly. It's what makes you so aggravating. Okay, look, I stopped caring about whatever this is about five seconds ago. So if you don't mind, I'm going to head inside and figure out what the fuck is going on in there. I don't care what you do, Godling, so long as it doesn't directly affect me. I need to head back to the shop anyway. John is getting aggravated. I'll head in with you, doll. And tell him I said hello, Maisie. I haven't seen him in forever. That would be because he wants to murder you. He's a very territorial man, isn't he? No. 
You attempted to push him off the fire escape when he commented on your absurd outfit. That was a complete accident, and most likely just karma kicking in, because, really, he used some very harsh words. Well, whatever it was, he doesn't care, and quite frankly, neither do I. I'll pass along your regards, but I would expect a strongly worded letter to get faxed to you soon. He does have such a way with words. I'm looking forward to it. Goodbye, Cyril. Isn't she wonderful? I love talking with her. It's a breath of fresh air. Well, if air wanted you dead, that is. Did she just say faxed? Hmm? Oh, well, yeah, doll. How else would you get documents? Uh, email? I'm disappointed in you. I think I have to demote you from being my favorite detective. Email is unreliable. You will never catch me using it. Now, how about we get inside and see what the big deal is, huh? I haven't gone in yet myself. Sure, but why not? I was waiting for you, of course. Shall we? At that point, he'd offered me his arm as if we were entering a ball or something. Which we weren't. We were in front of a place that had a dead person in it and caution tape blocking the door that we had to duck under to get in. I took it anyway. Because I'm useless. Maisie had been right about how many people were there. I could see both Sunny and Irene talking to the owners by the counter, and off to the side I saw the kid she was talking about, as well as Osena and Callie. Towards the center of the shop, though, was where most of the people were. They were gathered around the sort of centerpiece of the shop, I guess, which was a giant tree. Must have taken a lot of money to get that put there. The thing was a little taller than a person and was under this glass dome, which obviously let in the light for it. You didn't see many flower shops that made a decision to place a tree in the middle, and that was because that was a lot of effort. Anyway, again, most of the crowd was there, including Brian and Gerald. It didn't look like your usual crime scene. For one, there were no police. Even in supernatural crimes, that was a rare occurrence, because generally, police could be there without a problem. They would just be confused on how something happened, and they wouldn't jump to the conclusions we didn't want them to jump to. That is, they wouldn't guess the dead person was actually stabbed repeatedly by a demon or drowned by a kelpie. They just assumed there was a logical explanation. Which, uh, there was. Just not to them. The other problem was that for a murder, there was a severe lack of blood. There was also a severe lack of an actual body, from what I could see at first. Generally, that sort of thing stood out. Sure, there were times when people couldn't recognize a body, which is why some things weren't reported right away, but this time I was actively looking for it. It was a sort of fucked up Where's Waldo, and I was losing terribly. Cyril eventually let go of my arm, doing a little mock bow and everything, saying something about checking around a bit himself and how I should stay out of trouble. I was pretty sure he'd get into more trouble than I would, but I didn't comment. I had other things to be doing anyway. One of those things was my job, but before that I wanted to check something. Specifically, I wanted to talk to the kid. This wasn't the sort of place teens should be, honestly, and while I was still working on the whole, you know, I've always had a soft spot for kids. Young and foolish, you know? 
I made mistakes I regretted. I liked making sure others avoided what I did. Hey, kid. The fuck do you want? You look a little young to be at a crime scene. And you look like a middle-aged history professor, so I guess we're both not what we look like. Can you fuck off? You've really got a mouth on you, huh? No, I'm speaking from my nose. Why do you care? Seriously, leave me alone. Look, kid. It's Quinn, asshole. Okay, great. Look, Quinn, I just don't think you should be around here. Screw off. You first. Aren't your parents wondering where you are? You absolute fucking moron. I'm sorry? I'm just shocked. You're amazing. Jesus Christ. Ugh, fine, I'll leave. Just stop bothering me. Your voice is literally the worst thing I've ever heard. Thanks. No problem, dickwad. Enjoy staring at dead things, I guess. Hurrah, victory for you. You got the teenager to exit the scene. How fan-fucking-tastic. Just get out of here. On my way. <sighs> Fucking kids. You used to be very good with them, you know. Osana. Oh, Callie. Hello to you too. I didn't say that. You don't get a hello. Hey, Osana. Hello, Noah. Fancy seeing you here. Yeah, you know me. Love hanging around dead bodies. This one, though, I can't seem to find. The easiest of things managed to evade you, so I'm not surprised. Do you hear something? I think someone left a door open. It's windy in here. Could mistake it for a person. How mature, Noah. You're the model of adulthood. Always. It's my charm. I don't think you have any of that. Be kinder, Callie. You're both so cruel to one another. You know, I remember when you used to be the best of friends. Do you remember that? I can make blunders, sister dear. I'm not perfect. No need to say that. It's pretty obvious. I was thinking of helping you, but as of now, I'm reconsidering. Good. I don't want your help, thanks. I'm doing well on my own. Then where's your body, hmm? Thought so. What do you want? It's always what I want, isn't it? Never, what can I do for you, or how are you, just what do you want? She wanted to give you information on the case, Noah. Please just let her. I don't know if I want to anymore. Callie. He did say he didn't want it. Fine, fine. I'll give it to him. Not that he deserves it. Your body? It's in the tree. What? The body. It's in the tree. The tree growing around it. It's a cursed object. Oh, and your name is above it. Someone left a small sticky note. Not the height of professionalism, but really, what can you expect from a killer? I'm sorry, the tree grew around it? Rather completely. All I could see was the face and neck, as well as some of the arms. Not the nastiest thing, but it's still rather unfortunate. 
Careful, you might start sounding like you give a shit. That's because I do. I don't like random people getting killed, you know? You might think lowly of me, but never think that I would ever want someone dead without a purpose. Take some deep breaths, Cal. Don't get riled up. I will do whatever I like, thank you very much. Sorry. Sorry. It's fine. Noah, just please use the information, okay? We'll get going now. Yeah, alright. Fine. Thanks. You're welcome. Try to keep yourself in one piece. I was never going to admit Callie was useful to her face, but she had saved me time trying to figure out what was up with the body. The reason there was no blood was because of the fact the cursed object hadn't been one that had made a mess. While Maisie had warned me the mode of murder was a cursed object, she hadn't mentioned someone was swallowed by a tree. That gave me more information than you might think. See, cursed objects, like everyday magic, need energy. The sort of energy they need is from souls, because, again, that's how magic works. Generally, if someone wants a cursed object to do its job, it has to be backed by something that has a soul attached to it. If you have a necklace, the chain might have a soul in it, or maybe the gem if there is one. It's sort of like a battery. If you didn't have that sort of battery, then the cursed object would just draw energy directly from the person it was on, and probably kill them before anything that was designed to happen happened. It was the same with any magic object, actually, even if the intent was good. The only time something could be exempt from this rule was if there was more than one magic object on the person at a time, but that's a different story. Point is, if a cursed object isn't meant to be used and is just accidentally picked up, then usually there wouldn't be a backing. Sure, it's safer with a backing, but it's also more expensive. People who collect magic stuff don't want bigger bills if they aren't actually going to use the things. So whoever killed this girl had to go out, get a cursed object, and get a backing for it. That's a big bill, so they had to have some money on them, unless they were a witch and did it themselves. Or, you know, just someone who killed multiple people, but I'm pretty sure I would have heard about that. They were also extremely dedicated. I'd say I admired that, but we're talking murder, so it probably wouldn't be appreciated. So, I at least had that information going for me. Now that I knew that, and about the sticky note apparently just mentioning me by name, but since this was probably just someone who knew I was on the case, I didn't care, I didn't really have to take a look at the body. Gerald was already over there anyway, and I could grill him about it later. The owners were already interviewed by Sonny and Irene, and by the looks of it, they were done, since they had started walking over to me. I couldn't see Cyril anywhere, so I assumed he slipped away and decided to leave it at that. I had no doubts he'd tell me all about his adventures later due to our deal, and for now I had work to do. There you are. I was- Wondering when I'd get here? Yeah. I've been getting that a lot. Hey Noah, where you been? We texted you forever ago. Well, I got pulled aside by one crime lord and one witch, who is apparently also involved in crime. Not this one, though. At least, I don't think she is. But who the fuck knows, right? So, what's the scoop on Tree Girl? 
The scoop is very minimal from what I can tell. We talked to the owners and they informed us that they didn't actually see the event happen and instead found her when they were opening shop. Okay, but that would imply that someone broke in. Everything's still locked from what we can tell. I was thinking the same thing, but there's no signs of anything, even ability usage. Really in-depth cleanup, maybe? Unlikely. So, that means all the doors were locked, it was after the shop was shut down, and there was probably no break-in? Which means, obviously, it really just it begs the question, how did she get in there? Wait, wait. Are you implying the owners did it? I wasn't, but the possibility is there. Otherwise, we have a very talented criminal on our hands. One who relocks doors, which is really considerate. Or weird. You could just say it's weird. That too. Then again, there is the possibility of a magic artifact. The woman in the tree does have a cursed object, and that implies that whoever did this has access to things like that. So, like, teleportation? There's a couple different ways it can be done. Portals and teleportation are two options, but I'm pretty sure there are more. Could you ask Rose about it? Rosie just works with plants. She's much smarter than you give her credit for, dear. I guess that's true. You really chatty when we're working, you know. Usually I'm the one talking this much. Well, you need to share that spot a little now and then, don't you? I suppose, yeah. I'm not, I mean, I'm not complaining. Trust me, I love your voice, which, like, I'm pretty sure you know that, but if you didn't, there it is. Thank you, Sonny. Are you alright, Noah? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm good. Give me a second. You don't look good. I'm fine, I'm just... Noah? Yeah, so I ended up throwing up my guts in the middle of talking about a case. Which, like, probably would be considered rude, but I don't think they cared about that much. Actually, they looked kind of horrified, and that reminded me I had not, in fact, told them exactly what the shittiest curse on Earth being placed on me entailed. See, each god has different abilities. Naomi, she worked with light, heat, abiotic things in the environment, all of that stuff. She could shape and form it, and that got rid of her extra energy. It was peachy. Then she gets cursed, and suddenly the energy has nowhere to go. So it ends up melting her skin off. Great, right? My abilities? I dealt with living things. Souls, too, obviously. I made every single living thing. More specifically, I made the start of every living things, and kinda just let it go from there. When some of those things eventually evolved into humans, I thought, hey, that worked out kinda well. So I piggybacked off of that and made more humanoids. The point? I work with organic material. Therefore, when left with no other abilities to use outwardly, that worked against me. Simply put, my organs broke down. It happened over a period of time, and usually having one's organs decide to just die would mean that the person would also die. That wasn't the case with me. I could barely t- yeah, I could barely tell until the point came when the rapid regeneration of it all took place. I don't know why that happened, but it did, 
And it fucking sucked. To put it lightly, of course. But it was just something that happened, and something that eventually would end up killing me. If we were lucky, it'd take its sweet time doing so. But we weren't generally lucky. Holy shit, that is a lot of blood! Uh, yeah... Well... Jesus Christ, oh my god, that's just- that's a lot- that's so much blood, what- what the fuck? I noticed, now can I- well, At least you got it all into the trash can, but that's still just a little freaky, honestly. You look okay though? I think maybe- Irene, tell me he looks okay, please. That looks to be a bit more than blood. That's not helping at all. Noah, are you okay? Because I'm really freaking out here, and I don't think I can handle- Sonny! You're freaking out, huh? Didn't notice. I'm fine. Calm down. Mind handing me some napkins or something? If they have those around. You, ju you just did this, and you're asking for some napkins. Uh, yeah. Dried blood is a bitch to clean up. Do you mind- I... no, I guess not. Holy shit. Please don't get started again. Just hand me the damn things. Do you mind telling us what this is, exactly? Side effect of the whole ex-god thing. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it?! Yeah. It's not your problem. I think I can handle something that's been going on for a few hundred years. Oh, uh, yeah, it is my problem, actually, because, oh my god, Noah, I thought just, like, you had stomach cramps or something. Not this! I would take stomach cramps over this any day. I mean, I, I think anyone would. Are you okay now? Are you gonna, are you going to, like, you know... Hack up more blood? No, I'm good. I think my organs decided they're done for the day. That's good. Great. Awesome. I mean... Not awesome, that's still pretty awful. Do you want to go home? Because that's 100% understandable, so you can go rest or something, no big deal, and Irene and I can handle the rest of this. Undoubtedly so. There isn't much else to do, and Gerald is on site. I can handle myself. I'm not dying. Well, okay. I'm dying, but I'm not dying that badly. It's dying! It's always that badly! It's a minor sort of dying. Minor sort of dying or not, I think you should go home and rest. I'm fine. Look at me. Does it look like I'm not fine? To be frank, I think the trash can indicates such. It's a lot of blood! You've mentioned. Okay, fine. Fine. I'll go home. But only because I decided just now I wanted to, not because you're glaring at me. Lovely. We'll give you a call if anything turns up. Great. Try not to have a party without me, alright? Trust me, I do not think we're going to be partying anytime soon. Just get home safe. I'll make an honest attempt. That's all I can ask for. Goodbye, Noah. We'll talk to you later. You better. I didn't exactly want to leave. Usually, any out was a valid option to me, because it wasn't as if I actually wanted to be there. Well, again, usually. Lately, that had been changing, and I wasn't actually sure why. 
Maybe it was because this was interesting. Maybe it was because I was... No. Maybe it was because I sort of was starting to like the people involved. Maybe it was both. But no matter what, I wasn't eager to head home, especially since this case literally had my name on it. I think the hardest part about all of this is the fact my first reaction was to head towards the bar. It wasn't really a conscious decision, it was more just my feet taking me somewhere without me realizing until I was directly outside. And it was tempting to just go in, but I actually managed to force myself to walk away. Which, I guess, was progress. Didn't mean I felt any less awful, though. That feeling was still there. Sonny and Irene didn't end up calling till hours later, when I had situated myself on the couch, and Marbles had situated herself sitting on my chest. She liked to sit in the most inconvenient of places, and I never had the heart to move her. And so, getting to my phone was a pain. It didn't turn out to be all that much, anyway. Apparently, clues were, again, minimal, other than what I had already heard. That didn't help any, and it made it more probable that any more clues would only be found if a new murder popped up. That should have worried me, but I ended up passing out as soon as I got off the phone. And that was just about how the rest of my day, and my night, went. I had a feeling I was going to be fucking up my sleep schedule a lot more as time went on. Hey everyone, this is Ollie Carter, and I'm going to quickly speedrun this one take so I can get the episodes out. Well, episode. Um, anyway, super sorry about how late this is. I know that we had a schedule, and then I kept on saying, we'll get it out this month, we'll get it out this month, we'll get it out this month, I promise we'll get it out this month, and then we didn't get it out that month. Um, but that's because I just had a lot to do and we just got a new audio editor um you will see some of her work here and it's just been hectic anyway we're so grateful for you waiting uh a big shout out to our patrons who i can't ask the name of because patreon hates me so that's fun uh, thank you so much to the voice actors and our new audio editor and just everyone who helped with this project. It really means a lot and I really hoped that you all enjoyed this episode. I really thought that we really hit it out of the ballpark with this one. Just kidding. Anyway, we do actually have a promo in this section for once. I know it's weird. It's also 12 10 a.m so that's why i'm trying to not act like an idiot but failing okay let's go so this is for space mart a radio show about a convenience store in the great vacuum of space join three space mart employees as they try to destroy boredom and avoid responsibility in a universe where resources are abundant and the last commodity is the experience of interaction and creativity what is left to do but ask is there anything i can help you with it's a really great show and if you're looking for something new to listen to and you haven't listened to it yet i would definitely do it the folks who are working on it are great 
Um, and yeah, just go take a listen. We hope you enjoyed, and we will hopefully be back in two months. But I can't promise anything with the rate that we're going at. <laughs> yeah, um, do keep a watch on our Twitter and our Tumblr. That's where we give updates. Uh, and that's that. Everybody have a great night, day, whatever. Uh, and, you know, just, uh, hope you had a great Halloween. 